Oh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Less than three days left in 2019. Is that not crazy? Yeah, I feel like it was just yesterday I was partying like it was like 1999. And <laughs> it's like, and not are we not only saying goodbye to a year, we're saying goodbye to a decade. Ooh, yeah, it's like, man, it's just, woo. So today we want to kind of say goodbye to 2019 and hello to 2020. And to do that, I think there's some things that we need to come to understand from the text that you just heard read. Uh, as we go there this morning, I would ask if you would bow your heads as we begin. Uh, Father in heaven, we do gather in the name of your son, Jesus. It's his name that unites us. It's his name that we proclaim this morning. It's his name that we gather in and we gather to experience your word and your presence here this morning. To once again be reassured of your words. To once again be taught from your word. Father, as we go from one year to the next, it's natural we look back. It's natural we, we ponder on the things that have been before we, we go forward and look at the things ahead of us. This morning we gather in your name remembering what you have done and also proclaiming what you will do. Father, we give you glory and thanks. And I pray that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, would be truly pleasing in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. You know, growing up as a kid, um, you know, it's just Christmas and you got Christmas toys, and one of the things I asked for as a little kid was this action figure it was the Green Hornet. You guys, you guys my age, like, remember the, the series, The Green Hornet? You know, I think there were only like four episodes, and they just repeated. And as a little kid, I didn't realize that. You know, it was like, I got to see The Green Hornet. Like, well, you've seen The Green Hornet. No, I got to see The Green Hornet. And it was Bruce Lee that played Cato in that series. And it was fascinating. It was like one of my favorite superheroes. So I thought I'd ask you this morning, maybe to kind of play along with me and say, think, what is, who is your favorite superhero? I mean, can you think of one? If you, if you said, who would be my favorite superhero and, and what would be my superpower? Maybe think about that for a minute. What would that be? What would that look like? And then, beyond that, think about what would you do with that superpower? Right? And not, not just like, oh, I'd make the world a better place. Right? And what would you do with it? Like, take your laser vision and make chocolate chip cookies or... You know, like, become invisible and, and sit in your boss's office and find out what they really think about you. Right? Well, how would you use that superpower? And so I ask you all a question. I've asked this every time. Nobody said, so did anybody choose the superpower of time travel? No? Wow. See, I think if I were going to choose a superpower, I think I'd want to choose time travel. You know, the ability to go back and just witness history, not read about it, not like see it, you know, on the screen, but actually see it in real life and actually experience history. It would be the coolest thing, wouldn't it? And, and better yet, I mean, to actually maybe go back into 2019 or maybe further and change some things, right? Go back and correct some mistakes that, you know, maybe, maybe I made in 2019. But, you know, one of the things I love most about the movies and the stories that tell of time travel, because they are my favorite, because the good ones don't make it so neat and, and clean and easy. 
You know, the good ones tell you that, okay, so go back and change something, but be careful, because when you change one thing, you change everything. One thing changes everything, so be careful. And in fact, the best stories at the end leave you with this. Not worth it. It's not worth going back and trying to change everything. You know why? Because you don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what the impact of that one thing is going to have on your life. You have no idea. And if you could, where would you start? And, and for that matter, where would you stop? And that's the thing those good stories tell you, is that there's no end to going back and going back and going back. It's a fool's bet. But that doesn't keep us from doing it. Now, we, we can't do it literally, but we do it up here all the time. We do it up here this way, if only. If only I could have gotten to the doctor sooner. If only I would have led a healthier life or eaten better. If only I would have listened to my dad. If only I hadn't said that and blew up my marriage or my relationship. If only, if only, if only. And we go back there all the time in our heads thinking and, and having these comments and thinking about a different future. But again, as I said, it, like, where would you start and, and where, when would you stop? And that's the problem. We never stop. We continually go there. And because we continually go there, we never actually live in the present. Because we're always living in the past, in our past mistakes, and in our past regrets. And I, I would say this morning that we never truly say goodbye to 2019 or our past, and therefore we never can really say hello to the present. And so this morning, that's what we want to do. We kind of want to take a look and say, how can we say goodbye, truly say goodbye to that past, and say goodbye to the hope of ever changing it? Because we have to admit, we can't change it. We can't erase it. We can't deny it. We can't forget it. It happened. And we can't change it. So what do we do? Well, this morning, you heard read uh, from Kathy from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes was written by King Solomon. King Solomon was the son of King David, the second king, King David of Israel. King David, the man after God's own heart son Solomon, who he deemed would be his successor. And Solomon followed King David as king of Israel. And he did a great job for a while. On his deathbed, David told King Solomon, his son, listen to God. Do what he says. Obey his commandments, and it will go well with you, my son. And when Solomon became king, God says to Solomon himself, reiterating David's words, you walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and my commands as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. And as I said, he did that for a time. Solomon reigned for 40 years. For the first 20 years of his reign, he did that. He obeyed God. He followed his commandments. But David or not David, but Solomon, you could see had this sort of like you can read through Ecclesiastes his sort of discontent. Maybe he sees things and, and thinks that he can make things better. 
And so that's what he sets off doing the last 20 years of his life. He's trying to figure out why everything is so messed up, why everything is so messy. And so he sets out trying to find the meaning that he can then convey to everybody and so everybody could have this night and package on how everything works. And so we find that he sets off and he tries to understand the meaning of life through nature and history and science and philosophy and through partying and through wisdom and through work. And he concludes at the end of it all, all of that is meaningless. There's no answers there. In the end, he basically concludes, I should have listened to my dad. That's what I should have done. And as I was reading this again this week, and I'm pondering on Solomon, I'm thinking like, so why did it take him 20 years to figure this out? Because we think he wrote this book of Ecclesiastes at the end of his life. Why did it take him 20 years to figure that out? Why did he keep trying and keep trying and keep trying? And it sort of dawned on me, I'm thinking, well, maybe he's trying to justify his past mistakes. Maybe he's trying to make up for those mistakes because if he can find the answer, well, then all that's going to be worth it. And so he's continually trying to cover. I feel like he's trying to cover for himself because if he can find it, well, then all of that was worth it. And don't we do that? We kind of think that maybe in the present, if we can, if we can come up with this big thing, if we can actually be who it is that we, we can envision us, ourselves being, that maybe all of that will then cause everybody to forget the past, and maybe I could forget my past, but that's impossible. As you see in Solomon, he's, he's recalling his past, and he sees it, and he understands it, and at the very end, he just says, yeah, I... I I don't know what I was thinking. I should have listened to my dad. Because I can see what I did in the the past, and I can see the mistakes I made, but I have no idea what tomorrow holds. I can't see one minute ahead of myself. What makes me think I could fix it? And you could hear Solomon saying to us, you can't change your past. You can't. But you can repeat it. If you don't remember your past, if you don't reflect on it, you can repeat it. You can't fix it. You can't change it. You can't atone for it. You can't erase it, and you cannot forget it. But you can repeat it. And I would say Solomon's also telling us this morning, so don't make the same mistake I made. Don't make the same mistakes I made. You can repeat your past, but you can also learn from it. You can learn from those mistakes. You can learn from your past. Not living there, not constantly reliving it, but seeing it for what it is, remembering it, striving not to make the same mistakes again and again and again for 20, 30, 40 years. And remembering what Solomon said, I should have listened to my dad. should have listened to my dad. So this morning, we're going to talk about how it is that we can say goodbye to that hope or that idea that we can change our past so that we can embrace our present. Because Solomon says at the very end, that's exactly what happens. And we need to live in the present. Because the time that we live in right now, there's a lot of mess. 
A time that Solomon describes that you heard read earlier, a time where there's death and dying and there's birth and rebirth and, and where there's embrace and a lack of embrace and keeping and throwing away, silent and, and speaking, love and hate, war and peace. Again, just a side note that these words that he's writing here and that he's written in, in chapter 3 are not God's like, law. It's not God's will. It isn't God saying there will be peace and there will be war and there will be death. Not, God is not ordaining this. He's saying, Solomon is saying, no, this is what I am observing in my life. This is what I'm observing in my world. This is what I've seen. This is what sent me on this journey. And he also says throughout the book that what has been will be. There's nothing new under the sun. Does this not describe our world? It's the same world. And Solomon saw that thousands of years ago. It's the same world. We face the same situation. And he's saying to all of us this morning, don't make the same mistake I made, thinking that you can fix it all. You can't. But there's one who has. He says that he, that is God, has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. While you can't see a minute in front of your face, God sees it all. He says he said eternity on the hearts of men, that we know there's something better, we know there's something more, but we can't fix it. We can't in the present change the past. But God has. He has by sending his son to redeem our past, to erase our past, so that when he looks upon us, he sees his children. He sees the righteousness of Christ. He doesn't see that past. He sees who we are today. And today, we stand in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Redeemed. Past and all. And he says, because of that, you now have a present and a future and a new way. Paul tells us in Romans 8, he says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. You received the spirit of slavery to go forward in righteousness. Not to fall back into those ways of thinking that you can go back and atone for it. You can go back and fix it. Afraid of your past. No, he's saying you can go forward because you have the spirit of God living in you. A spirit that along with your spirit testifies to who you are. You're a child of God. That is who you are today. And that is who you will be tomorrow. That's an identity that he gives you that no one can take away, not even your past. You stand as a child of God. As you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Redeemed. I said past and all. And that's why Solomon says at the very end, so what should I do? What should we do? We should have listened to our dad. Right? I should have listened to my dad. Now all has been heard. Here's the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. Solomon says throughout this entire book, life is messy, and you're not going to be able to figure it out. There's no neat, clean answer to life. 
because it's full of all this stuff. Here's what you can do. Live in the present. Live in the present because this is the gift that God has given you. Stop thinking and believing you can change your past and live in the present. Knowing the future is secure. Knowing that you have a life with Him forever. Say goodbye to 2019. Say goodbye to the hope of changing your past. Say goodbye to that shame and to those regrets. And live in the present identity that Jesus Christ has secured for you today. This is what Paul says in Romans. He says, so don't be transformed. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That is not something that just seeps in today and the rest of your life is great. Oh, how I wish it were so. But it's a daily reminder. It's a daily being transformed. It's a daily spending time with Him and His Word. Allowing Him to transform the way we see ourselves. To be able to see ourselves the way He sees us would change everything. So it's a daily being transformed in the image of His Son. That by testing you may discern what God's will is, that way forward, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Following the way of Jesus going forward. And so here at Trinity, we say we do that by striving to look, live, and love more like Jesus. Walking in His ways today and every day. Seeking to obey the words of our Father and following His way for our life. It's a better way forward to embrace 2020. To say goodbye to 2019 in the hope that we could change it or fix it. But we can live today in that identity. We can live today in that new hope, knowing that our future is secure. Seeking to look, live, and love more like Him. God has redeemed your past. God has covered your past in the blood of Jesus Christ. But I know that in our past, we've left a wake of, of people that we've hurt or maybe people that have harmed us. And so how do we move forward in that? Well, starting next week, we're going to do a series called The Reconciler's Journey, where we're going to look at the story of two brothers. A brother who wronged the other one. I mean, really bad. Really betrayed his brother. And he tried to put that brother in his past. He tried to deny it didn't happen. He tried to ignore it. But following God's ways, where does he end up? Facing his brother. Now what does he do? As we seek to live in Jesus' way, as we seek to look, live and love more like him, we're called to be a reconciler. We're called not to deny our past. We're called to understand that it's been redeemed. But we're also called that we can actually heal those scars we can actually be a reconciler. So come back next week as we journey down this path of becoming more like Jesus and actually sharing this good news of what God has done to all who will listen and actually making a significant difference from this day forward on. Let's say goodbye to that 2019 so that we can embrace 2020, that we can embrace and live that life today as Jesus would desire for you to live it. Pray that for all of you this year. 
Amen. Would you pray with me?